Hey, this is Ralph D'Amato, the producer from Pretending I'm a Superman, the Tony Hawk video game story. And I'm just uh, here with Greg and Sam from We Podcast and We Know Things. Check them out. Well, hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 244 of We Podcast and We Know Things, where we recap all of the week's nerdy news. My name is Greg Hall, and alongside of me is almost always the best damn voice in the business, Sam Matoro. I'm going to the movies on Saturday for the first time in 17 months. Uh, Black I'm a Widow. Bit excited. Black Widow. Yes, sir. Cool. Cool. Yeah, me, cool. me and Neil Mott are going. I'm, we, I'm, I'm uh, actually pretty excited. We are both going to have seen this movie by next episode. So we'll have awesome. spoiler free impressions by the time. He said, I'm going to drop the 30. I'm going to drop the 30. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, by yeah. the time 245 rolls around, well, Dude, yo, and, yo, tickets, 10 bucks. Well, there you go. You can't beat it. That, dude, that's what I was like, you know what? 10, 10 bucks, 1130. See you there. Yeah. I'm just going to put Helena in the room with us just so I can justify the 30 bucks. Just crowd everybody. I'll call my neighbors over. We'll have a cookout. <laughs> we'll watch it on the projector out back. Good thinking. Good yeah. thinking. See you later. Hey, free, free movie. But yeah, I, I think we'll have some impressions for you for Black Widow next week. I didn't know that. That's good news, Sam. So cool. We'll have that for you next week on 245. But this week, 244, boy, howdy. Uh, Without one story, it'd be a slow news week, but this one story is pretty much going to carry us today. We're going to have a very interesting discussion for you, uh, but before we do that, let's give you a quick rundown of the show. We got our picks of the week this week. We got our trivia, seven for me, six and a half for Sam. We're going to start in gaming this week where Sam will take over the hosting duties for the segment. We're going to talk about it. The Nintendo Switch OLED edition has been announced. Some called it the Switch Pro. I might have 30 seconds after I saw it and then did a little digging and realized, nope. But uh, yeah, we got that. Our full impressions. Is it for me? Is it for Sam? Is it Who is this for? And is it a good idea? Uh, Sony had a state of play. Speaking of not a good idea. Uh, we oh, had a state Jesus. <laughs> there was a state of play today that I fell asleep during. So there's that. Uh, SGDQ 2021 is hotly underway as we're recording this right now on July 8th, 2021 at 8.42. Oh, yo, can I guess the game? Go for it. Was it the airplane game? What? Now? Oh, that I fell asleep during? Yo, dude, I called, dude. Yo, the note I took for that was airplane game. Yeah, I fell asleep oh. during. That was actually the one I fell asleep during. Oh, okay. Well, SG, SGDQ going on right now. As a matter of fact, I'm missing out on Pokemon Black versus Pokemon White Race to do this pod. I'm very disappointed, but... The Phillies are winning right now. So the, thing, the things we have to do. I'll t- I'll watch it on, on demand after the show's over while I'm editing. That'll be my little thing. Uh, but we got that. So impressions for SGDQ right now. It's not over yet. Friday and Saturday, especially Saturday, going to be bonkers days. So uh, by the time you're listening to this, you still have an opportunity to watch Saturday live as they go for $2.4 million raised for charity. Ooh. NetherRealm, the creators of Mortal Kombat and Injustice. We have some news there. A beloved cult franchise movie franchise is getting a first person shooter in a couple years. Sam will talk about that. Uh, EA play their big E three thing really is this month in about two weeks. We're going to have the EA play. Uh, they gave us some games to look forward to, but some games not to expect to be there. Uh, and then I'll take over in movies. We got universal news. We got Val Kilmer news. We have a top three about Val Kilmer in 2021, Sam. Oh my god, dude! I don't, I don't care what anyone says about Val Kilmer. He's the man. Uh, you're gonna uh, appreciate my top three. Dude, I don't yo, know. He, he's been in so many movies. One hundred and one performances. There have been there have been more dude. Disney Dalmatians than Val Kilmer performances, but that's about <laughs> it. 
it literally hurts me like to leave off like his move like i'm leaving off like like my like, it, it doesn't even make sense yeah my list is stupid i looking through 101 val kilmer and movies, no I batman realized, forever is not on my list i realized i'm just not a fan of a lot of val kilmer movies oh so you're gonna you're gonna laugh your balls off at, at some of the things i'm gonna say to you during our top three uh zach snyder made headlines again the rock as well so we have some news there tv started out the week with nothing Nada had zero oh, no, stories had until Wednesday. And that was awesome because now we have a trailer for what if coming to Disney plus that Marvel animated show. We're going to talk about the trailer. We also got a release date. We know how many episodes the last of us is going to be and two shows that I gush about all the time. And they were on my solo episode of 10 shows you need to watch. Both of them. We have updates on two shows there as well. Atypical and search party. So we'll talk about that. And in music, we got a fun move music story for a good friend of ours uh, that's been on the show a record number of four or five times. So we'll look forward to that. And then Sam will end us off with a primetime PSA spotlight. Looking forward to that one as always. But let's start where we customarily do with our picks of the week. Pick of the week this week. I went back to the well. Uh, me and my girl, Kelly, we finished another show. This is one of, you know, even you, I, I you love the show also. We finished Breaking Bad. Yeah, it's the greatest television show in the history of cable. And this was my only second time ever watching, you know, this show. And this was, you know, her first. And, you know, she was was like, I, I think every show we start, like, she doesn't like, like, doesn't trust me. Like, when we started Dexter, she didn't like it. And then, like, it's like her favorite show ever. And I was like, <laughs> just trust. Like, come on. Like, I'm like four for four for shows right now. Yeah. You know, Ozark, you know, that, that was also good. But, but like you said, Breaking Bad. I consider when someone's best television shows of all time, I, I'm like Sopranos, Breaking Bad. Like to me, that them two, like they're at the peak, right? Like any other shows jump to mind. <clears throat> I talk, the only two that jump. But here's the thing: I look at Sopranos as a whole different thing. I look at that as premium cable, like Game of Thrones, HBO, Showtime, Cinemax. So that's why that you said standard. That's cable. why I said cable television. I yeah. think Breaking Bad takes the cake because that was on AMC, and there's really to me nothing that really <laughs> sticks out. That happened on cable that will ever top Breaking Bad. Plus, Breaking Bad sticks the landing where Sopranos is very divisive. We yeah. both like it, but it is yeah. divisive. And I could say like I, I I'm I'm fine with the ending, but I know people want to know they they're always going to say what happened, what happened. But Breaking Bad, like you said, that ending it it sticks, it, it ties every knot. The writing, Vince Gilligan, he he's a a goddamn genius. Uh, Brian Cranston, Aaron Paul, Dean Norris, Juan Carlos Esposito, you know your boy Jesse Plemons, who's Engaged to uh, what, what's her name? Uh, uh, God damn it! With Spider Man, Kirsten Dunst. Really? I would have never guessed that in a million years. I, I you know, I, I almost fell over. Bob Odenkirk as as Saul, who we all know, Better Call Saul is on its sixth and final season, which will actually have more episodes than Breaking Bad. When when it when that ends, it'll have sixty three, and Breaking Bad will have sixty two. I was like, oh man. They probably just did it just to stick at the Breaking Bad. <laughs> They'd have one more. And we watched El Camino, the Breaking Bad movie, right after that. And she said the same thing that everyone does was, man, he got fat, huh? <laughs> I, I, I mean, I mean that, that was you, like you, Todd. Just you, there's, you, there's no getting around Todd. You, there, you, you, no, no, literally. You cannot there, get around him. <laughs> there is no camera <laughs> angle invented yet that you could do it. Uh, yeah, the one where he's in the background and he's blurred out. That's <laughs> <laughs> but again, I'm, I, I, don't, I don't think I have to explain really anything with Breaking Bad, but a teacher, he gets cancer and he 
basically starts to cook crystal meth to support his family. And just leave and, it at that. Just and, leave it at and, that. and that's it. It's, 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 it's all Netflix. Mm-hmm. You don't have to do nothing. It's both the movie, all five seasons, they're all on Netflix. Go watch it. Break a bit. I have to do a special shout out for Breaking Bad because one of our listeners has never seen it. And, uh-huh. uh, and he replied to us when we did our list of top three popular things that we just can't get into. It was on his list. And I wow. said, I said to him, I said to him, I said, are you saying that because you watched it and you couldn't get into it or you've just never watched it? Cause if you've never even tried, then I don't think personally it deserves to be on your list if you've never tried it. And he said, you know what? Upon listening to you guys talk about it on the episode and upon rethinking it, I'm taking it off my list. And that's the corner view. Our guy Tyler has never seen oh, Breaking Bad. No. So this is a plea Get your shit from me. Together. Yeah, from me to you. And I know, Sam, you're going to be on board with this plea. Tyler, this is your public call out. We're calling your ass to the carpet <laughs> at the corner view on Twitter and at the corner view on Instagram. Bro. Get your shit together. Um, We're calling you out. Watch Breaking Bad. It is available on Netflix. I, 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 yeah. I, I don't even know what else to say. <laughs> it, I, 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 there really is nothing to say, but just, you know, you just put on episode one. Maybe it could be slow. Just trust me. This story will, <laughs> it'll, you'll be surprised. Pick, picking up is a is an understatement, but season one was around that writer strike of you know, 2008. I was literally about to say, I was like, think of the writer strike. You know, they they they, they were, and again, the first two ratings, they didn't they or first two seasons, they didn't have good ratings. They didn't pick up till like three and four. Exactly, and then five was just a bombshell. Think of a show that the final season is one of the best. You can almost never think of a show like that. It just doesn't happen. But it is that way with this show. Season mm-hmm. five is arguably. Arguably the best season. And, and Greg, it's up there. It was, it was even better a second watch. There you go. It I think I'm on my fifth or better. sixth. Oh. Fifth, so I've I've completed the show more times than I, you know, actually no, not more times than I could care to admit because the show's great. So yeah, you owe it to yourself really to watch it. It's great. Here's your public call out to the corner view. Watch the show. Let us know. Come on the show. We'll talk about it. We'll do a little Breaking Bad bonus. I don't care. Let's just have a conversation. I want you to watch the show, Tyler. But anyway. My pick of the week is a record that I cannot get out of my head. I don't know. This was a two in the morning. I woke up, can't fall back asleep, scroll YouTube, saw a really weird music video, clicked on it, got hooked, and now I'm in type deal. I do that all the time, it seems. That's how I find new bands nowadays is two in the morning when I'm on YouTube scrolling. And uh, I believe it was on, I think it's Rise Records. I uh, Real quick, just let me check on that. Maybe it was Pure Noise. I'll check it in one second here. Oops, I'm about to play the song, and that's probably not. Oh, heard it. That's it. Yeah, that's not good. We're going to get copyright strike. Uh, Yeah, Rise Records. Okay. So it came out June 18th, 2021, but the music videos have been coming out for a while. And I actually tweeted about this after last week's episode or the episode before that. I can't remember. It was like 1130 at night while I was editing. I was listening to it while I was editing. I said, this record is going to hit you hard and just listen to the stories it tells. And his name is Covey is the name of, I guess you can call it a band. Um, cause they are a piece, but he really kind of does his own thing in terms of like the on-camera work and like, it's, it's him, it's Covey. The record is called class of Cardinal sin. And it's just a wonderful piece of music. And it's really a wonderful piece of storytelling. It's really what hooks me are his lyrics. They are, when I say unconventional, I mean, unconventional. And for once, Sam, for once in my life, I'm going to say, this isn't your cup of tea. So <laughs> while I normally recommend bands to you and say, you got to listen to them, check them out. Just give them a, just give them a minute. I don't think Covey will hit you. It's, it sounds more yeah. like indie. I trust you. I trust your judgment. It's yeah. It's like more indie. His voice. I, I, 
I no, no not, not at all. I'm obsessed with it. It hooked me from the second I heard him speak. But for you, I, I don't know if you'd like it. He he does a lot of talking instead of singing a lot of times. Well, that's that's not fair to say. He sings, but it sounds more of a conversation. Obviously, he's got very, Jimi Hendrix did a lot of talking singing. Yeah, though. he's got a very long winded verse style, like writing style. He tells stories in his songs, like. Uh, you know, a lot of divorce stuff, a lot of bad childhood stuff, a lot of you could tell a lot of memories down there that that are coming up to the surface with this record. And, um, you know, a song called Why Am I Alive? If that doesn't make you stop and think, I don't know what will, you know, a lot about his his um, relatives and, and um, siblings and parents like 1991 is a song all about his parents, you know have been broken since the year of 91. And so like, it's, it's just wonderful to think about it and how he, you know, he wasn't an easy child and, you know, blah, blah. it's just a wonderful record of storytelling. I absolutely love it. There is no holding back in the lyrics. There are a lot of expletives. Uh, so definitely recommend that point mutation is one of the best songs I've heard of the year. It just, it crunches you and hits you over the head. I love it so much. So if you're looking for something, I'll say this. If you're looking for music that is completely different than anything you've heard, because you will not find something similar. Uh, listen to Covey. Rise Records is wonderful. They are on new, you know, they're on November, a bunch of other great bands. This is a hidden gem. The guy has 131,000 uh, monthly Spotify listeners, but only like 2000 Twitter followers that he's from across the pond. So, uh, you know, he's definitely just different. And I'm, I'm hooked. Covey, the class of Cardinal Sin. Um, Check it out on Spotify. Go on YouTube. He tells a series of stories through his music videos. One picks up where the other left off, and there are recurring characters. You don't get that a lot, and that's I just love that. And believe me, they're all weird masked devil people and cats, and like there's blood coming out of eyes, and sh- it's fucking weird, but it's brilliant. It's just bloody brilliant. So check out Covey for me, Breaking Bad for Sam. Sam, let's get into our trivia. Seven for me, six and a half for you in our race to 11, win by two. I'm going to give you the question first all right and for mine if you take more than two seconds to get this answer you're dead to me and i if you ask for answers i won't even even if you get it right you're i don't even count it i'm embarrassed like this is i can't i can't give you an easier question for uh yeah mine's not hard so i'll give you what home console not pc home console did the metal gear franchise debut on Oh, you tricky dog. You tricked me to think it was PlayStation. I don't like that. I don't I don't know the original, Greg. I should though. I absolutely should. I will accept <sighs> one of two answers. Ah fudge. Do I want to hear just a double I think if you say it, I got it. But you're gonna say PlayStation, then I'm gonna wanna like punch it through the through the internet. All right, let me let me get the answers. Was it the Sega Saturn? Was it the PlayStation One? Was it the N sixty four, or was it the NES? And you said the first one was the Saturn, the Sega Saturn, the PS One, the N sixty four, or the NES. So it's either so it's either A or D. So I have a fifty fifty shot. You know, it's either Sega Saturn. Yeah, it's do it Sega Saturn the nes i now, hate life and now like i would have accepted famicom if you said it because technically the japanese nes is famicom it came out three months before 
the NES on the Famicom. I would have accepted it if you said, you know, Greg, that's the Japanese NES, the Famicom. I would have said, Sam, you're right. I'm not going to hold yeah. that back from you. But yeah, Metal Gear was uh, <sighs> a poor. It started on PC for the Macintosh 2 or the MX2, yeah. the MSX2. I knew but, you'd yeah. add, I, I knew. I know PlayStation's wrong. I just, I'm bad with old consoles. All right, Greg, if you get this wrong, that's it. Like, there's, there's not even a question. How many Dragon Balls are there? Like, hold on. Series of shows or no, literal Dragon, Dragon Balls? balls? Dra- literal Dragon Balls. Six or seven. Oh, God. Seven. You're dead to me. Seven. I said, the, right? Seven? Is that your answer? Right, yeah. Right? Seven. I, you're, you're correct, but you took too long. You started, You still failed. I, I said it. You said I got no, two seconds, no. it, and within two seconds, I said. No. In, in two, if I if I started and ended your time in two seconds, your answer was six. What? <laughs> okay, so it's it's so it's eight to six point five. I'll take over in gaming. We have we have an interesting gaming <laughs> showcase for you tonight. No, 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 no. No, we're no, moving no, on. No. That's it. It's it's, no. it's eight to six point five. I I'll remember. But we're starting it off. We finally got it. Was it the one that everyone hoped for? Was it the Switch Pro? Nintendo announces their latest model, the OLED version. <sighs> the Switch OLED. Uh, not the Switch Pro. See, not the Switch Pro, which we have been talking about at nauseum for almost a year. I, I, I wish it was called the Switch Pro because I, <laughs> I don't. Who, who the hell likes OLED? Let's be real. Well, it can't get more literal. Like they could have said. The Nintendo Switch OLED with kickstand. That would have made it more literal than what it is. But this is definitely a thing that happened. And it's so funny. I'll never forget in February of this year when they finally did their first direct in 537 days. When they announced it. 9 o'clock in the morning on a Tuesday. I was walking into Dunkin' Donuts. So I was not prepared for it. And I'm sitting in Dunkin' like jumping the fuck up and down. Waiting for my food. Like texting out and tweeting and fucking Instagram and Facebook and all this stuff. And I was like, it's happening. It's happening. It just caught me by surprise. And this one on Tuesday, Tuesdays, full disclosure, I dropped my daughter off at her grandparents' house for the day. And Tuesday at nine, I'm just, it's post E3. I'm not in the gaming headspace. I'm not looking for news. So like, I wasn't expecting this. You're relaxing. But I get Nintendo Twitter alerts. Like I, I turn on alerts for Nintendo tweets. So I get a notification on my phone that they tweeted. I look down. I'm at the grandparents' house. We're talking about whatever, and uh, my in-laws, everything stops. Dude, <laughs> I, I said to my grand, I said to my in-laws, I said, "Hey, I'm so sorry. I'm going to be an a-hole. I'm going to be looking at my phone for the next five or ten minutes because I really got to soak something in because something just happened." And they thought it was like some world event. They're like what? And I was like, "No, no, 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 no. nothing major. This it is, is the cool. next Nintendo console that I, I can't wait to buy again because I'm a schmuck. It is like a nerd thing. And so, like, I go home and I'm talking to Ashley about it. I'm on there now. She's like, "You know, you're not buying that, right?" I said, what are you talking about? I said, what are you talking about not buying it? And she goes, because if the pro comes next year, you're going to buy that too. I said, yes, you're right. But she's I'm catching also, on. She's I, catching I, on. Yeah. I said, you're right. But I'm also, I'm going to buy it. So like, sorry. I need it all. And so, you know, I am, I'm at a point where, <clears throat> um, you know, I, when this got announced, I immediately tweeted out switch pro literally 30 seconds. I happened to be looking at my phone when I got the notification 30 seconds later, I didn't even get to watch the video or do any reading or nothing. So I just assumed that this is going to be Switch Pro. I saw OLED. I saw 7-inch screen, and I was like, bam, let's get 4K DLSS. Let's rock and roll. And then I realized that that's not happening. 
we're not getting 4K. And like slowly but surely, you kind of unravel this announcement of like, what exactly is this? And I tweeted out right after that, you know, a couple minutes later on top of the other tweet. And I said, hey, sorry, this is not the Switch Pro. Don't call it the Switch Pro. This is not what this is. This is just a nice little upgrade. And that's kind of two or two, three days later where I'm at still is this is just a nice upgrade. It's nothing it, it just, great. It's, so you're saying it's just a bigger screen. You're pissed because you think it should have been 4K. What about the price point? So 4K, though, is a, is a tricky beast. 4K is, I, I'm not even talking native. I'm talking just DLSS, which is for like the uneducated or for those who just barely care. DLSS is not native 4K, like a PS5 or like a 4K Blu-ray or anything like that. It's just a way to upscale your games to make them look 4K while actually running at a lower resolution. It's a smart technique, but it's not mass produced yet. And so we thought that this was going to be because a lot of the Bloomberg rumors and all of that said it. DLSS is coming. So when you don't see that, you say, okay, so now we're still outputting a 1080p on the TV, which is no different than what it does now. And 7, uh, 780, 720 uh, handheld, which is fine at an OLED display. So now you, you're right. Seven inch screen as opposed to 6.2. So you're getting almost an inch bigger. No bezel, which is wonderful. The bezel on the switch is really annoying. And if you don't know what a bezel is, it's the black like space around the screen. It just kind of makes it look smaller than it is. The bezel is kind of going to go away. So the screen will look even bigger. So that's going to be really nice. So you'll have that battery life four and a half to nine hours as opposed to mine, which is three to seven. So you got a really nice battery in there, but that's the same as the red box switch. Internal storage, 32 gigs in a normal switch. They're upping that to 64. That's okay. cool, but 64 gigs is nothing in 2021. It's nothing. Even the PS5 at 585 is, is bullshit. Well, I was going to say, what's the difference of between like Nintendo games and like a PlayStation game? Like, you know, so, let's say it was, you know, Battlefield or something. Exactly. And that's where it comes in, where Battlefield will be 70 to 80 gigs. Breath of the Wild was only, I believe, six and a half or twelve. Like they, they oh, make wow. them, they make them very small for that reason, and that's awesome. Mario, yeah. Super Mario Odyssey was like nine gigs, like the whole game. Okay, well, sixty-four doesn't seem too bad then. No, you're not wrong. But everybody that owns a Switch owns a micro SD card, so I have two one hundred and twenty-eight gig micro SD cards. I wait for them to go on sale, which they very often do and i pick up 128 gigs for like 20 bucks it's wonderful and i can fit all my games and then some so i'm fine with storage space so the 64 gigs is not an issue for me because i have the external storage but again it's an extra purchase because you basically have to buy like tony hawk if you were to buy tony hawk that game's not five gigs on switch that's a full 20 something gigs so you would need the extra space so i can see you know why it's a cool thing but i'm kind of like whatever on the storage size yeah the kickstand is no longer the flimsy little thing on the back it's the full layout that's cool but who in the hell plays tabletop mode i know nobody they're really pushing for that yeah, i was gonna ask have you ever played it like maybe once once just to try it yeah. yes exactly i tried mario odyssey on it. i was like i'm squinting I'm absolutely good. not yeah. yeah i'm good i'll just put the joy con on and play in handheld mode it's the same damn thing but they're still using the tegra processor the custom tegra the nvidia one and I assume that the 2021 version of it is a lot better than 17. So there will be a slight performance boost there just because the technology is better, but it's the same core processor, the same Ram. You're not getting anything beefed up on the inside from a processing perspective. So what this is, 
is for handheld gamers. Because you're not going to... The OLED screen doesn't matter when it's docked. It doesn't matter. I mean, are people watching Netflix or, or anything like that? Like, you're, But Netflix isn't available. Oh. Hulu, Hulu is. I think YouTube is now. There's a Crunchyroll. Or, and I think they even got bought. So I don't even know if that's still on there. Like, there are some streaming things. And it got, it's got a cool new dock, which is the dock. The, real, the new dock is really nice. It's got a LAN adapter in the dock. They actually took away a USB, but there's still three, so it doesn't really matter. Um, I love the new white. The white is stunningly gorgeous. I love that. The Switch logo really stands out on it. Looks like it's... I mean, the, one of the first things I said to you was like, man, it would look good next to my PS5. And that's that's where I'm at, man. When I get this thing, it's it's going to go probably right next to or on top of my PS. It's going to look real nice. Like so you would, you would definitely retire your old one? Yeah, uh, because it's chugging. I got it on launch day from the Shriver family, so uh, it's four. Damn, Shriver hooked us both up. Well, the Shriver family hooked us both up. Yeah, and I, and I got my NES Classic from them too, so I owe them a lot. Um, well, I paid them a lot, so <laughs> if so fact though. Um, and for me, who's in the market for a new Switch, number one and number two plays mostly in handheld, especially with two kids and like all this other stuff. I just don't play it a lot in TV mode. I play Pokemon on TV mode, Mario, Zelda, stuff like that. But like the indies and stuff like that, I play a lot of it in handheld mode. So this is something that appeals to me. But to your original question of $350, listen, I think it's appropriate. I don't think it's great. I don't think they're killing you. I just think it's appropriate. You're getting a better screen. You're getting a bigger screen. You're getting enhanced audio. You're getting double the storage. So like it could be worse and it is a premium product. But the fact that we live in a world where the Xbox Series S, a next gen console, is able to be $50 less, it's a little disappointing. Yeah. If, if you're going to give me a $350 price tag, I would like a little bit beefier innards. I want something that's going to make my docked experience better than just my handheld experience. And <laughs> so, I, you know, what I think this console is great for is the, the person who does not yet own a Switch which I think it's a no brainer for 50 bucks more. You just get a better experience. I think it's great for somebody like me whose launch day switch is chugging along um, and makes a lot of noise and is cracked in the back. I think, uh, you know, it's a nice upgrade. You're, yeah, you're due. You got your money's worth. But if somebody didn't, if somebody maybe just bought a switch, you know, basically I cut the thing off at, if you own a switch light, it's questionable questionable switch light can't be docked so if you're looking to play something docked okay well there's your answer gotcha gotcha or if you bought a switch when they went from the white box to the red box because the red box switch doubled the battery life so if you own one of those switches it's probably not worth an upgrade to you unless you're just a whore like me and buy everything nintendo you know i'm a shill and a sheep i'm not sitting here saying i'm not you know i bought a light i bought a light for my wife and i don't ever play it but i have one um, you know, so, and the, the light has a D pad, which I'm surprised this doesn't, but anyway, uh, so like, that's who it's for. It's for the Nintendo hardcore like me. It's for the person who needs to upgrade their, nor their launch day like me. It's, you know, for people that primarily play handheld like me. So the switch pro doesn't exist or this was the switch pro. See, that's a great question. And kind of where I want to end our, you know, this whole discussion on it of like, is this the pro? No. Did Bloomberg say that a lot of the things in this were going to be in the pro? Yes. So they nailed their, you know, big article nailed everything except for the 4K DLSS resolution. 
So what does that tell me? Nintendo has been doing this since the Game Boy, even since the NES. The NES had a top loader, the NES 2. This is nothing different. The SNES came out with a smaller model later on in its life cycle. The N64 had the expansion pack that you could pop in, and they came out with all those color iterations, which are, by the way, the coolest consoles in the world to this day. And so especially that green one. Actually, then the purple one's cool too, and the orange one. So like... The, the Game Boy, the Game Boy had the Game Boy Pocket, then the Game Boy Color, which was considered a new system because they were Game Boy Color exclusives. The Game Boy Advance had the Game Boy Advance SP, which I still have. The DSi and the and I think the Game Boy Advance Micro or something. The DS and yeah, the DSi, be, yeah. yeah, the DSi, the DS Lite, the DS Lite XL, the 3DS had the 3DS XL, the new 3DS XL, the 2DS, and the 2DS XL. They milked it for all it's worth, and people bought them. You know what I mean? Like this yeah. isn't something that people didn't buy. So what they've done for 30 years very successfully, that's all this is. The Switch now has the launch day switch, the red box switch with better battery, the switch light, and the OLED in five years or so. So by the time this comes out, it'll be almost five years. So that's almost a console a year, which is a new iteration. So that's how I look at this. I look at this as it's just a new iteration. But what I think they're gonna do is they're gonna take everything that this switch has. OLED, seven inches, kickstand, internal storage, enhanced audio, all of that. I think next year, then the 4K tail end of next year, holiday 2022. For me, when Breath of the Wild 2 launches, November 2022, you've heard it here first or second or third, where I don't know how many podcasts you listen to about this already. That's what I think will happen is I think the Switch Pro still is real. And the people that I trust in the industry that I've listened to and read their stuff, they agree. They say that the Switch, and I had a conversation with Sean about this, extra techie. I think that the Switch Pro does still exist and does have a chance. I think that COVID fucked a lot of things up. There is a chip shortage. Let's not forget about that. And I think Nintendo sat back and said, wow, look at what that's doing to PS5 and Xbox Series X and S. People want it and they can't get it. Do we want to become a part of that problem? Or do we want to have something that we can manufacture at a high rate already because we're using the same processors, that chips that we already have for four years? Just some enhancements. Let's get it out there. And then next year, when chips come back, when the world is back to normal, boom, 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 when the PS5 and Xbox Series X aren't so brand new and selling out everywhere, then we can come over the top with our hardware and launch it with Breath of the Wild 2. And so I do think the Switch Pro is still real. I think we'll get a 4K version sometime before March of 2023. And that'll be the final thing before the Switch 2. So that's my final prediction. Here is the biggest downfall for me. And something that I really hope we get some news on soon because I'm very, very, very like, uh-oh on this is I'm cool with all of it. I'm cool with the OLED screen's going to look fine. But because there's not an enhanced processor and things aren't going to run better, <clears throat> what we saw of Pokemon Legends Arceus was rough. Rough frame to rate. Say, to say the least. Right, right. Rough frame rate. It didn't look exactly the prettiest I've ever seen, but the concept of it is so cool. If I got Pokemon of the wild, that's all I need. It doesn't have to be the greatest game like performance wise ever. Cause it's going to be fun. But, but if it's going to look that bad and, and chug as bad as it did, um, that's concerning and a switch pro or whatever you want to call it really would have done that game of a huge service. And so now, and that game launches in January. So there is no shot, zero zilch of us getting a better switch before that game launches. I'm worried about that game in particular more than any other, uh, because I do believe we'll get one by the time breath of the wild two drops. 
So that's a little bit concerning um, for, for Legends Arceus. Now, what makes me a little happier is in that little commercial for the OLED Switch, they showed Metroid Dread. They showed Super Mario Party Superstars or whatever, the new one. And they showed Brilliant Diamond Shining Pearl, which is the first look we got at them since the Pokemon Presents in February. And they looked so much better. People took screenshots of the guy playing the game in the commercial and compared them to the original screenshots. The backpack, the character models, the Pokeballs, the backgrounds all got major graphical upgrades. So it is possible for games to improve. That's just what game development does. And so, yes, I think that by the time we see Legends next, it'll look and run better because we're finally going to get a better look at it. And I personally think within the next 15 days, we're going to get a Pokemon Direct. They do one every July. Every July, they do one. So I am I'm thinking this month we're going to get one. We're going to get a better look at BDSP, at Legends Arceus. But again, to not have that Switch Pro to run them on, it'll be disappointing. But sign me up. It's a day one buy for the OLED. I'm not happy about it. And it's just cool. It's not great. But I think once I give my impressions and say, holy shit, Metroid Dread, because it's launching with Dread, Metroid Dread on this fucking thing on an OLED screen, which like the iPhone 12 OLED screen, just bought one for my wife yesterday, an iPhone 12. She loves it. It looks awesome in OLED screen compared to an LCD. So like when I get my hands on it, I give you my impressions. I'm sure I'll sit here and say, yo, games look awesome. But the problem is I will only get to say that handheld for $350 to have zero performance boost in my docked uh, experience is a problem for me. So color me disappointed, but I'm not mad. Just color me disappointed. That's all. Again, it's it's very, very cool, but that's it. I'll leave it at that. Well, let's see if you're more impressed by this. We both sat through it. Let's get your thoughts on the state of play. I fucking slept through it. But before we get there, <laughs> before we get there, I want to know. You don't have to give me definitive because you keep saying, I'll get one one day. I'll no, get dude, one like, one day. Again, I, I, what I, were, I, what I, were your I, thoughts on the and I knew you're you're eventually going to ask that because you as you always try to you know just slide in. But you're right. Like I, I do want a Nintendo Switch, but it's like again, like this year, I I still haven't been gaming. The only game that I even even got an inkling hype to play was Ghost of Tsushima. To hear about the PS5, like that's it. Every other thing, I'm like, ah, eh, like that's cool, but nothing that like ah, eh, you know, got me that hype to play. Like I told you, I'm going to pay that thirty upgrade and I'm going to buy a physical copy. And, and that's just to keep. Again, you know, I want to support because I, I I love that game. That kind of like brought back like the spark, like of me like remembering of playing a brand new game, like getting hype as shit again. Like when I played Crash, I was hype, but I wasn't nearly as hype as I was for Ghost. Now, can I play devil's advocate a bit? Of course. <clears throat> Maybe you're not super hyped on gaming because there's just nothing out right now for the consoles, the main consoles that we're playing. But if you had a switch and you look at their release lineup for the rest of the year, shining uh, diamond and pro remakes, Metroid dread, WarioWare, legend of Zelda, skyward sword, HD monkey ball. Like no, I don't think a lot of those games necessarily speak to you, but they could. And on top of that, if you got a switch, I have 50 games sitting in front of me. You could borrow anytime you want. And even though they came out in years prior, that's a brand new experience for no, you. 
any game I would play would be even the Mario Kart. It's like I only played that game a handful of times. Exactly. So maybe even though they won't be 2021 releases, brand new shit. I mean, again, you know, you figure that's still 350 plus tax, 50, but, 60 a game. You know, but again, you can borrow them from me for as long as you want. Smash Bros, no, you're, Mario you're, Odyssey, you're, Pokemon Sword and Shield, whatever you, are, you want. You are absolutely right. But if I'm over here still trying to buy these you know cgc books i'm trying to buy these wada games there's i i, I literally i let's, literally can't swing both let's let's take price three. out let's take price out just on appeal alone did the oled switch to sam matoro say to you i now want one more or i'm still where i was take price out of it just I, I from appeal. It, it was it was a huge step i would say it's definitely a step in the right direction double storage because 32 gigs to me is shit 64 it's like okay that that's not too bad for your games that you know that I would probably play. It would probably be more like nine to like fifteen. So like mm-hmm. that, I I don't play the the catalog that you do. You 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 know you said to yourself you have fifty games like that you could play. I think my PS five I may have ten ten ish games if I'm lucky. Yeah, that's about it. I have two hundred and eleven Switch games. That's how many I have in my catalog. I have fifty physical. The rest I have downloaded. A lot of them we get for free. For, from the podcast and reviews and stuff like, like that. that's just like that that's just, it's just like give me anxiety like that's just daunting well we get a game a week basically for free from our publishing partners and stuff like that just a little inside baseball so i mean i'm getting games constantly a lot of them i play i give impressions and i delete you know and i can download them again whenever because they give you a full review code but like games i go back to for the switch i probably have a cycle of about 20 that i like think about and consistently play and this, that, the other, because Nintendo first party to me are just Mario and smash bros. And like Pokemon, they're just shit that I enjoy for you. I think there's a lot of likability for that too. I mean, like if you played Mario Odyssey, even though Mario has never really been your thing, it's just a standout fucking perfection of a game. Pokemon sword and shield. You saw for five minutes at my house, but what if you dove in and you said, Holy shit, I actually really enjoy this now, especially with the DLC and all the other things that go along with it. Like there are just experiences that you haven't had yet uh, from a Nintendo that maybe you and you cannot get on the PS5. I'm not sitting here saying go get an Xbox and go get Game Pass. That'll be me. I'll I'll be the shill for that too. But like, if price wasn't a thing, I, I think the OLED for you I think would be a great choice. Especially, dude, sitting in bed and playing a Switch, a fuck. You can play Breath of the Wild on an OLED seven inch screen in your yeah. bed at Wait, midnight. Can I tell you something? Like Breath of the Wild, like Zelda, like that wasn't the game for me growing up. I rarely ever played, you know, Legend of Zelda. Like that, that was like that whole franchise. Like I appreciate and respect that whole franchise. Like I played Link in Super Smash. That's about as far as I go with Link. You know, the first Legend of Zelda game I ever beat was Breath of the Wild. I I I I'm shocked because I, I I would assume you would play the old games. I just I've played them. I've never I beat the boat. I've never beaten them. I've played, you know. Dude, like I, I, I'm almost to the fact like I, like I don't even feel right saying I played them because I don't have any memory of playing the like the Zelda games. Like Zelda means like everyone like oh Zelda Ocarina of Time like that's my girl. Like hey, I appreciate that. That's your game growing up. I missed it. I'm like let me go grab this Griffey or grab this Gold Knight. Like I'm cool. Right, but maybe you know I was late to the party. I didn't play Wind Waker until the Wii U. I didn't play Twilight Princess until the Wii U. I, you know, I didn't play. uh, uh, Link's Awakening until the remake yeah, in 2019. That was a Game Boy game. 
So yeah, like you I, can I, be late to the party and still. Yeah, enjoy but I figured it. like there was like levels. Like I feel like Zelda, like that's up air. Wind Waker is like a step down. You know what I mean? Like Wind Waker, don't level. fucking talk about Wind Waker like that. You want to talk about Skyward Sword has the red. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we've gotten we've gone on really long about this. You're right. We should we should talk about the state of play. I'm glad that the OLED version at least kind of, you know, maybe it's the back burner, but still you're starting to light the stove a little bit, light the fire. That's cool. For me, I'm going to get it because I just need an upgrade and I don't want to wait a year and a half. My Switch sounds like an airplane right now when I turn it uh, on and play it. So, I'm ready for an upgrade regardless. I'm not happy about the 350 price tag, but I'm not mad about it either. It's what I expected. They're not just going to be like, "Here's this new screen, it's bigger and better, and you get to pay the exact same price." No, this is Nintendo we're talking about here. They don't put their games on sale for 5 years, much less their <laughs> fucking consoles. So, it's hard, it's expensive yeah. being a Nintendo fan. All right. I'm sorry. Let's get into that state of play. Um I thought it was dog shit. It was 30 I, minutes. It was 30 minutes. It was 30 wasted minutes. I hated it almost every second. I tried I tried so hard to find a redeeming quality. And like Nintendo Direct sucked for the first couple years too. So like I get it. They're still finding their way. But if you've got nothing, don't show it. And you learn that from like when they did their, fro- their um, Horizon one last month. They only did Horizon. So just don't do anything else but Deathloop. Like you all the rest of that shit could have been a Sony PlayStation blog post and they could have just done a 10 minute death loop state of play. And it would have been yeah. even better. There was literally nothing here. I started taking notes and I skipped some because I literally fell asleep from what is it called? Jet the far shore. I don't even know. I wrote airplane game. Yeah, dude, It just, <laughs> it was so bad. I fell asleep for 15 minutes. I woke up. The thing was ending. So I was like, shit, I got to rewind. And then I had to go pick up my daughter. So I couldn't even do that. The state of play was bad. You'd think that even though they're still finding their footing, look at the directs. The directs came from like horrible. I've watched the first couple of directs recently. They're bad. And now where they're at, they're the most hype thing in gaming today. Nothing gets yeah. more popular than a Nintendo direct. I would just, just say, learn from that. Just learn. I, I mean, the one thing I'd like that, that it kind of went like game to game to game to game. Yeah, yes, these games really don't speak anything to us. I, I would I would say the Demon Slayer, I know it has a huge freaking following. I, and I'll bet you it'll probably sell great because th- honestly, that was probably one of the best looking games I saw. We knew Deathloop was coming. Uh, Death Stranding director's cut. I didn't give a baker's fuck about. But like Deathloop, this is like the fifth fucking time we've seen it. It was. It's everywhere. It's at every state of play. It's at every PlayStation event. It was at the PS5 unveiling. Dude, it's Bethesda. It's Arcane. That shit is owned by Microsoft now. In a year, that game's not going to be exclusive to PS5 anymore. There's going to get an Xbox version. I don't think Ghostwire Tokyo will, but this game will eventually come. And like, I, I, I just like, I'm so tired of it. Didn't hook me at first. It's not hooking me now. Nothing. The only game I'm interested to play is Hunter's Arena because it'll be free when it comes out. And if I don't like it, I can delete it. That's the only game, and that's a Battle Royale fighting game. I don't give a shit about that, but it's free, so I'm going to try it. Inside baseball, you guys, Sam and I come up with a top three every week. We do our thing, and generally when there's a presentation, such as a direct or a state of play or E3 or whatever, we try to pull our top three to that. Hey, what were your top three announcements? And we, we looked at each other, and we said... Let's get a backup for this week because this state of play is, is probably going to be underwhelming. And we, when it was done, I texted Sam and I was like, yo, we need that backup. <laughs> so like it was, it was so bad. I couldn't even fucking find a top three. God bless you that you, for some reason, were able to put together three things that you liked. 
I like from from this state of play. Arcade again wasn't terrible, but like I'm still not gonna I'm not gonna play that either. <clears throat> Moss two, guess... like I don't own a PSVR. Like this shit just never like I, okay. Look, like, I I guess you said so. Obviously, Death Stranding. I'm gonna leave Death Loop off it just because we hurt like we and, just and, and and also, but Death Stranding Director's Cut was announced at Summer Game Fest, so that that wasn't even new either. So like we knew yeah. about this shit. It's nothing yeah. new. My friend, I guess I'd go. Was it Fist Forged in Shadow Torch? Yeah, and that's coming out September seventh, so it's pretty close. Yeah, it was PS four, PS five. Again, it it looked interesting enough. I just the interesting. I was like, or like the the, the name. I was like Fist Forged. I was like, all right, okay, well, you know, whatever. Let me let me see what you got. That does not sound like a fighting game. Uh, no, it's it's um, dude. It, but the problem with this is you're trying to pull the biggest turds out of the dog shit pile, and it's like, or the the shiniest turd, and it's like. Let's just not even try because it, w- it would come off so disingenuous. What I'm excited to do is listen to Sacred Symbols and P.S. I Love You and even, maybe even Beyond, even though I, I don't fuck with that that pod anymore. The PlayStation-centric podcast, because they're going to spin this positively. They they generally do, and they'll find something out of it. And kind of like I do for Nintendo and this, that, and the other. Like You try to find the positives. And so I'm excited to hear that perspective because I got nothing. It did zilch for me. And so like... I've, I was going on Twitter and people like, yeah, this is the first time Deathloop got me. And I'm like, it took you five times. No, and, and I was good. I was funny. I was someone even asked me, would you think, is it worth watching? I was like, what about Deathloop? I was like, honestly, it was probably like the the, the best trailer Deathloop ever had. Like, and like you said, the fifth time's the charm. Isn't that the problem, though, that it took you yeah. five trailers to finally say, all right, I'll give it a shot. If that doesn't tell you. Yeah. And I mean this with all due respect. It's like I can inch a transmission over there. Okay. <laughs> I mean this with all due respect to PlayStation and PS5 because I love the console. It's wonderful. And I love the, the DualSense. But if it took you five trailers to finally get into this game, doesn't that tell you the state of the PS5 and the games you can play on it? Yeah. Like that just means there's nothing else to play. So you had to convince yourself that this game was something you wanted to play. You don't have to. This game is not going to do it for me. And that's fine. I'm sure it'll review okay. And I'm sure it'll sell fine. But like. That, don't just like it because there's nothing else you got on the console. Go like just go outside then. It's summer. Like you don't have to play games. You don't have to love and play games 24 hours a day. It's you know I'm not going to force myself to like this just because it's something available to me. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, Deathloop. If it took you five trailers, that tells you you forced yourself. That's what you did. Like that's why Black Widow gave us five trailers because like yeah. that last one was finally good like it took us so long <laughs> to finally want to fucking watch that yeah, movie. Like, All right, I'll, I'll go spend ten dollars it worked it. yeah because it, now we're both gonna see it so i get why Deathloop did it yeah. maybe pre-orders weren't super hot this that and the other we really didn't see a lot of gameplay so it was necessary from that perspective but like hey black widow's fifth trailer we're both seeing it this weekend so maybe yeah. death loop this kind of needed it. so i get oh, it it just and, still did nothing and, and, and real quick i just happened to just, this pop up ign just posted YouTuber Specializer discovered if you run fast enough during a certain sequence in The Last of Us Part 2, you can actually catch up to Tommy and kill him. And if you like scroll right on their IG post, it literally shows how you do it, like how he did it. Oh, uh, when actually, you're Abby? Yeah, when you're Abby and you go and you have to fight him. And just, on the you, bridge? Just, no, you're like in that restaurant or that, that like you like, he like closes the gate and you, you roll through it and you just beat and, she, and the guy beats him up right there. Oh, yeah, shit. Beats him up right there. I, I got to see that. Yeah, it was it was it was pretty neat. I w- I just took just I was just kind of shocked by it. Just gamers just never cease to freaking surprise me. Hey man, I bet you a speedrunner found that. A specializer is I I don't I never heard of him. Specializer. Maybe a tester or something. I don't know. I don't. What was your number three? 
Uh, Val Kilmer. <laughs> We're gonna do a number three. I don't have any. Oh, you didn't do a number three. We're just okay. Yeah, no, fuck that. We don't. I'm not doing anything. This was nothing for me. I just thought that it was nice that you even came up with a top three for this. But no, I I decided. Yes, to decide I, I put Sifu. I was like, what? He gets stronger when he gets older. I was like, okay. And then one, I I put Demon Slayer. That was my top three. Sifu was that was even announced before though. That that wasn't even the first time we saw that. That was I think at the PS5 event or a PS5. I, I didn't even remember it, so yeah. it, it, it didn't leave an impression. And that's that's the sick mind that I have is that I remember shit like this. And I was like, I didn't care back then about a, a fighter that looks like it's on Dreamcast, a beat up. And now, yeah. you know, this game doesn't, you know, like it runs on PS5. I'm like it could have run on PS1. It's not it's not <laughs> fucking cool. Yeah. So anyway, I'm, I'm being overly negative to something that doesn't deserve it because, yeah. you know, we got something. It's cooler than not getting something. But boy, howdy, what a waste of fucking 30 for me. Well, I better hear different. Different things here because I want to get your impressions on SGDQ 2021 so far. Uh, I I miss I miss it being live. And yeah, boy, it's just so much different. I miss it being live. It's, and this is and this is the second time. Well, technically, it's like it's the the fourth, third or fourth marathon they've done online. Yeah, energy's not there, dude. I if they if if GDQ said you have to go on camera if you're the runner. I'd be better with it. I, I very much more enjoy runs where the runner actually says, yeah, I'll go on camera. Like I was so hyped for the crash Four run and it was a guy who wasn't on camera and the run was fine. It was cool, but like it just takes you out when you can't even see his reaction or her reaction to what they're playing. It's, it's just yeah. like you're watching a screen and like, there's no immersion there. That's why I don't like to watch streamers that don't don't go on camera because it loses a lot of immersion. Now I'm just watching a YouTube video at that point. Yeah. Like, you know, a trailer or something. It just doesn't do it for me. So that's the difference. Like when you're live, you're on the stage so we can see you. And like, there was a really neat trick in a game that happened. It was a uh, James Bond 007 Nightfire, which is probably my favorite run of the entire marathon so far that it was super hype. And he got it first or second try. And I'm telling you, man, if it was live, the place would have gone nuts. But all of a sudden, all you got were the two commentators going, yeah, and I was like, that's it. <laughs> Like that's so unhype. So like it's it's don't get me wrong, the quality of play is still phenomenal. The game selection's great. Like a lot of the runs are really, really cool. Um, you know, I'm giving games this time a shot that I wouldn't have before. Like I said, I absolutely adored uh the James Bond 007 Nightfire. There's just so many good James Bond games outside of Goldeneye. And so this was one of them that I really liked. Uh the Nintendogs run was super fun. Uh, Tiny Toons was was cool, but like the guy said, he's like, yeah, I don't, I don't know it, I don't know the character names. I'm like, all right, all right, buddy. Yeah, it's like, all right, next. next. I don't even want to hear you talk about it. The Tiny Toons is a fucking treasure. Like, don't you dare. Uh, then actually, you know what? My favorite run was probably Ninja Gaiden uh, on NES because it was a pacifist. He didn't do any damage, and that was insane. Oh like that game is so hard, and yeah, to do that, I can't imagine that. To, yeah, he did it without killing an enemy. Except for the bosses, because that's how you move on. But like, it was nuts. The precision jumps that he made were just mind blowing. So I, I absolutely love that. Um, Ghost and Goblins Resurrection was cool. Super Smash Brothers Brawl was okay. Uh, Shadow of the Colossus was cool. Super Mario Odyssey Talk at Two Percent was wild. That was wild because it's random. You have to go to the bird. The bird gives you three random moons. There's eight hundred in the game, so you have to know every moon because he only says the name of it. So like. It's wild, your memory that you have to have for that. Yeah, and they're all right. My memory's not that good. Devil May Cry 5 was really, really fun. Um, Virgil, new game, Devil Hunter Virgil. Is that a thing? Yeah. In in, a, in an hour and five minutes. Yeah, I, it, does, no, it doesn't compute. 
<laughs> it was fun to watch. It was really, really fun to watch. Um, Yoshi's story was fun. Bloodstained and the Castlevania block was fun. Battletoads was great. He did Turbo Tunnel and Blindfolded. Like, give me a fucking break. Um, Horizon was cool. Resident Evil 7 was a race. That was an awesome run. So, like, it was really fun so far. Earthworm Jim was fun. And what did you say the, the, they donated so far? Uh, I'll check for you, actually. I'll give you a live update as of 9.36. I actually... Um, yeah, I'll do it because I don't want to get spoiled for the Pokemon run. Uh, they're up to, we heard it. That's it. 948,000 so far. So they'll reach probably about 2.3, 2.4 million. That's awesome. Saturday night. Doctors without borders. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there's still some great runs. Again, if you're hearing this on Friday, um, you know, when we drop it, especially earlier, uh, on Friday morning, got streets of rage four. You got Astro's Playroom on PS5. That's going to be so fun to watch. Uh, you got Breath of the Wild, all dungeons. Like, that's crazy. That's such a fun speed game. You got uh, on Saturday, Mega Man X2, Batman the Video Game on Genesis. That's a, that's a game right up your alley. Um, Quackshot, Donkey Kong Country 3, Super Meat Boy Forever, Pokemon Emerald, Bowser's Fury, Mario Kart 64, 150cc, all cups. Like and Abney's the greatest Mario Kart runner ever. Uh, Super Metroid, 100% race between three of the best players in the world. Super Mario 64, 70 star blindfolded. The dude is back. <laughs> Bubsia is back. He did 16 stars last time. He's fucking quadrupling that and going to 70 stars blindfolded. Dark Souls 3, Dark Souls remake, Super Mario 3, all on Saturdays, dude. If you have plans Saturday, fucking cancel them. SGDQ21 <laughs> is going to be nuts on Saturday. Super psyched on that. So if you're listening to this on Friday or early Saturday, twitch.tv slash games done quick. Enjoy it. It's awesome. Let's rock and roll. Can't wait for it to be live again because then it'll be even better. Netherrealm has officially stated they're done supporting Mortal Kombat 11 and have begun a new game. No more DLC. We're done. That's fine. It, it got a lot of legs. It got a story DLC. It's fun. I beat it. It's worth it. It's beautiful. Let's move on. I think it will be Injustice 3. I don't think it's time for, for MK12 just yet. They need a break. Um, yeah, you, you do a game for, what, three or four years? So it's time. This time, Injustice needs a, a sequel anyway, and especially DC is so hype right now and so popular. In the yeah, well, we're our, then they say we're getting the 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 animated movie, so it makes sense. Why not? When that's coming out, you get the tail end of that. You come in with the game, right? The Injustice movie, good call. That's a good. That's a good point. Forgot about that. That was like announced on the uh, the the extras on whatever. I can't remember. What. I, I I don't even know when that came out. But Long Halloween, maybe the extras on that. No, no, that was the that was the next one for the part two. Okay. Uh, so yeah, you know, NetherRealm is a great studio, but remember they're owned by WB. And so whatever you get, prepare yourself for microtransactions. That's all. A RoboCop first person shooter, RoboCop Rogue City has been announced for a 2023 release. I don't even know what to make of this. It's going to be by a team like, well, but in why? France. Like, like out of nowhere. <clears throat> like I thought they were coming up with like another movie or something like that. So you're just going to release a game out of the blue where kids have no idea who RoboCop is. Well, he is. Um, he, he did have a DLC character in Mortal Kombat. So he was. So I think even 11. I'm not sure. But dude, I thought you would have been excited for this one. Ah, uh, again, like I, I, I need, I guess, to see something. I, I can't tell you if I ever played a RoboCop game. They I think like the last ones were. 
like the last main ones were on older like Genesis. Yeah, that's and, what I'm saying. Like I, I have no memory of ever. Maybe I did. I just ah, nothing's coming to mind. It's also a first person shooter, so you're like not gonna see them. You're gonna be them. It's like a little different because if maybe third person, you get a little bit more immersed into the being the character that you yeah. are. I don't know. I just thought that this one was something up your alley because you know it's RoboCop, but maybe not. Maybe I'm wrong. It doesn't do anything for me. First, you said next. Do not expect Mass Effect or Dragon's Age at this month's EA Play. I think it's on the 22nd of July. I, I cannot remember, but that'll be their big E3 thing. They do one every year uh, outside of E3. Um, Dragon Age is fine. It was actually the game that kicked off SGDQ. It was fun. I actually watched the whole run. Um, Mass Effect, they announced at the Game Awards, and it was a very vague tease. Don't expect anything there. But there are very credible rumors by... Everyone with a blue check mark saying they're going to revive an old franchise. Jeff Grubb on top of that saying, among others, saying it's going to be Dead Space, which is a, just a phenomenal survival horror. You are stranded on a ship. There are necromorphs and you got a laser. It is badass. Isaac, something or other. Um, if they revive that and give me a remake of the, you know, even the trilogy remake or the, even a remake of the first one, a reimagining, maybe a RE2 remake style where you're not one to one remaking it. You're kind of just bring it into 2021 2022 whatever i'm excited for that i don't think we're going to get a new dead space game i think that game has been in hibernation for too long and is i don't you know crash 4 got the remakes before they got the new one i think they're going to go that route test the waters and i think that's a smart move because that's a game i'm instantly in on i love the first dead space i love the second one the third one was a little bit odd but dead space deserves to come back so i'm actually call me crazy i'm looking forward to an ea event and I think I'm going to be disappointed, but, you know, God forbid, I actually think EA is on to something here. And the last story we have in gaming, Bloomberg reports Ubisoft is working on Assassin's Creed Infinity, a live service game. <clears throat> to turn that, it used to be annualized, and now it's every other year with new teams working on it. It's different settings. To take that and say, okay, we're kind of at the end of our rope. Let's turn into a live service game, much like Grand Theft Auto or... Uh, Marvel's Avengers, where you're constantly giving updates and constantly creating new worlds and new DLC expansions like Halo Infinite, I think is going to take that course as well. I think it's smart. But boy, howdy, that is just I don't give a fuck about that franchise. <laughs> and so I'm yeah. sorry to say I'm yeah. so out, but I think they're going to try something new with this. And if it don't work, they're just going to remake the first one anyway and just kind of soft reboot the franchise. This is kind of like grasping at straws for me. So I'm out on that. But I know we have Assassin's Creed fans that listen to this pod. So for y'all, if you like live service games, you're going to get one with Assassin's Creed. And I'm looking forward to that. All right. I'll take over in movies. We got we're an hour into the show. I apologize. That was on me for going really long on the OLED thing. Um, but let's talk some movies, Sam. Let's get you. Let's get you talking here tonight. Major Universal Films will now hit Peacock exclusively. Not going to HBO. Not going to HBO Max or even on-demand cable. We're talking exclusively to Peacock. Good for Xfinity owners. Uh, no later than four months after debuting in theaters. So you're talking Jurassic World Dominion, or yeah, that that one. That'll be on your home TV just months after theaters, but exclusive. To Peacock, you don't got to rent it or buy it. I mean, I don't have Peacock, and if the movie's good enough, I'm going to buy it anyway. Um, I, I, I'm, I just, I can't get another service. I, I so I, hold on, I, I hold on, hold on. Do you have Xfinity or FiOS? I, I have Xfinity. Now, do you have the X One? 
where you you have the remote you can talk into and talk yeah so you have x1 so you have peacock you just don't know it i yeah that's you get it for free when you have x1 you get the premium version go into your remote when you're done this just say peacock into it and if it comes out and comes on then you have have everything i had no idea yeah you you have it so if you have x1 you have a version of peacock now it has ads only only on one of my one of my tvs has it that's fine check it out on there you can get the new boss baby movie you got the wwe network is included in that for free so if you want to go watch old pay-per-views and stuff like that or even new pay-per-views shit they're on there um you know there's a lot of stuff on peacock actually there's some really good stuff but just saying if you can go onto your no you're the type of guy who will go see dominion in theaters i'm sure but like if for some reason yeah like the jurassic world movie oh yeah yeah so like but if let's say you somehow miss it for whatever reason well you know you have experience just say peacock fucking jurassic world and shit it'll come up i mean you're you're right if if it's if it's if it's free if it's included or it's not free but if it's included in my plan it it makes sense i i gotta at least check it i gotta see what's on there it's all universal movies so like i think that's the fast and the furious movies are universal i know it's like the illumination stuff like all the minions and things like that so i'm sure the mario movie will probably be included in that so like for it to skip hbo showtime cinemax netflix all that stuff and go right to peacock that's a big boost for the service for me one that needs it um it's got some good stuff but like nothing that you know kind of to beat the door down for so i think kind of giving it this jolt of content would be a, a good move i'm sorry everybody that was on me i was swallowing and it kind of got stuck um, I promise I'm hosting. Uh, Val is getting uh, what, like a documentary or like a? Yeah. I don't even. I don't even know Val Kilmer. So this is where our top three is going to lie tonight. Our top three Val Kilmer performances. My top three is fucking wild. I'll stick around for that. But Sam, it got a trailer. I missed it. I started it, oh. and I was like, I just like, turned it off and forgot to turn it back on. And I didn't watch it, but I know you did. What did you think about the Val trailer? And again, he he basically says that. For his entire career, he was always filming so that he is behind the scenes. I imagine from his first movie, Top Secret, to 1984 to, you know, I don't, I, I doubt he has anything from Top Gun Maverick, but it, you're definitely going to see stuff from like The Doors, Tombstone, maybe True Romance, Batman Forever. You know, he like he, he was, he acted with everyone. Like he's, you know, Robert Downey Jr., Marlon Brando, like he's, he's been with everybody. So I'm, I'm really interested to see his life because, you know, he said that he made, I guess, a lot of mistakes. And I know one thing before this, that one habit that he picked up from the doors was him smoking cigarettes. So, you know, obviously him saying that he has throat cancer and he's battling that. And, you know, I guess the, all the struggles that he had to go through, I guess, within the last couple of years. Um, this is going to be on Amazon Prime. And I, I always liked Val Kilmer. This I, I, I'm really looking forward to watching this. I'll watch it, but I think something that you are going to pick up as a listener of this podcast that man, I Top Gun never was my thing, and like you're gonna, Tombstone like, just never did anything for me. So I think you're going to laugh at my top three because it's silly, it's stupid. I am fully aware of that. I would say if you're a Val Kilmer fan or if you want to get into some films that he's been in, pay attention to Sam's top three because mine is just it's just stupid. But I'll let you start there. Our top three favorite Val Kilmer performances. Sam, you kick us off. I, I again. <laughs> it's so hard his his it all depends what type of move like move up like what mood i'm in to watch with his movies because he's been like from drama to comedy he's he's done it all but my number three i'm going with michael mann's directed movie 1995 heat one of you know no one got you know everyone got you know praise for you know that the movie was great but they never got no awards nothing was nothing 
You had Al Pacino, Robert De Niro, Tom Sizemore, obviously Val Kilmer, John Voight, Ashley Judd. Like the, 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 the cast was phenomenal. Basically, this one, you just, Al Pacino is a, a detective. De Niro is a thief. Um, they do a carjacking, a, a couple of them throughout the movie. And there's some mind games involved. And, and it, this is one of the, the best heist movies of all time. Michael Mann's a genius. Just the sound of the gunfire alone is it, it's different than any movie. Like as weird as that sounds, just watch the movie. It, it's it's different than anything you've seen. 1995's Heat. I think you're going to find in my top three that Val Kilmer is not like the star of any of them. Well, except for one, he's kind of just like either doing a cameo or he's in it, but he's not like the star of the show. But still. We're talking about his his best movies, and yeah. this is one I, of I, le- I left it off for that reason. Have you ever wondered what happened four days and six hours in the past? Well, yeah. if you ever did, you can now with Deja Vu, 2006. Yeah. Uh, Denzel uh, Washington. Yeah, and he's my favorite actor of all time besides Tom Hanks, so that's probably why. Uh, but a big terrorist attack in New Orleans. He uh, There's basically – I'm trying not to like give it away because it's, it's wild, and it's like a – Kind of a mind bender, if you will. But you don't. Hey, kind of Jim Caviezel's in the movie. It's it, it's a good movie. You you think to yourself it's going to be more straightforward. It's just going to be a Denzel thing, like out of time or whatever. But no, it it gets wacky. Um, and he only has a little part. Like it's it's mainly Denzel and uh, Caviezel. Yeah, and you'll find my number one. He has an even smaller part. But the man responsible. It's yeah. kind of like a they're trying to track down the guy who did it because he's bound to strike again. This, that, and the other, and. Uh, he's always four days behind. And so like, that's where it gets, it, it's a wild ride again, Kilmer, not the star of the show, but he's in it. So I put it on my list. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen from Los Angeles, California, the doors number two. I swore this was going to be your number one. I, I again, it, it all depends on my mood. This is the one where he, he got robbed. Um, Val Kilmer should have won every goddamn award. Every actor, the interviews has said it, the same thing. Val Kilmer actually got robbed by not winning it. he, Surviving members of the band couldn't tell the difference between songs because I think he sung over 20 songs for the movie and they literally couldn't tell him apart from Jim. So that alone tells him everything right there. He he sounded great. He, he freaking looked like him. Even the cast you had Kevin Dillon was in this, Frank Whaley, Kyle McLaughlin, Meg Ryan, Billy Idol was in this, Michael Madsen, like another another cast. This is directed Oliver Stone. This kind of portrayed Morrison more of like the wild side. They they really didn't kind of go like you know Manzarek got pissed. Like you didn't really you didn't get to see how funny he was. You just saw this like drinking monster that just liked to party and do things. So it's you just saw a different side of Jim. But for him portraying Jim Morrison, Val Kilmer was phenomenal. My number two is purely based on nostalgia. Batman Forever, and and I'll tell you why. I know it's not good. And I know no, it's I get, no, I, I, no matter like there's some goofy moments, but Pat Hingle as Alfred, he is the man. I I God like Tommy Pat Lee Jones as Two Face. I like Jim Carrey as a Riddler, although I know that's a little bit divisive. Yeah, um, Chris O'Donnell. Yeah, I get all that. And so where I come down on this is number one, it's the first Batman movie I had ever seen, even before Keaton's all of it. So this is the first Batman movie I ever saw. It's also the Batman movie outside of the Dark Knight that I've seen the most times. Um, so I just have a very big nostalgia for it. Kilmer obviously plays Batman. So this is his big starring role in my top three. It's the only one where he's really the star. It scores incredibly poorly. It's very, very poorly received. I understand all of that, 
but from a nostalgia perspective, Bob Kane had a hand writing this. I mean, like, mm. again, not the main guy, but I mean, when a movie has like six writers, it's bound to fail. But I just have a lot of nostalgia for it. I know it's not great. I like Carrie's Riddler. I love Tommy Lee Jones's Two-Face. I also love that look. It's a very iconic Two-Face for me because of the toy line that came with it. Yeah. I had that toy growing up, the white suit. I, the I still have the glasses from what, McDonald's? There you go. There you go. So, again, I know it's not a wonderful movie, but there's so much nostalgia here that I had to put that on my list. And before I, I give my number one, I, I just feel like, again, this was so tough to, to leave off. But, again, I always give love to Kiss Kiss Bang Bang. It, it's one of the greatest movies. Tenth and Wolf, very underrated. The Salton Sea, no one even knows what the hell that movie is. The Saint, him and Simon Templer, so tough to leave it off. I just and I, I left off True Romance. I hope it's on yours because it's one of the best movies ever made. But number one, I went with Tombstone. It's I, I was just watching scenes today because I I kind of got sucked in talking about a movies with a good cast: Kurt Russell, Val Kilmer, Powers Booth, Sam Elliott, Bill Paxton, Michael Rooker, Billy Zane, Charlton Heston. I mean. I don't think it gets any better than that. I mean, I, I believe he won an award for being Doc Holliday. He was freaking amazing. This basically loosely tells the events of the gunfight in the OK Corral and the Earp Vendetta ride back in the 1880s. This is easily one of the, this should be on everyone's Western's top three. It, it was absolutely phenomenal. I'm surprised they haven't remade this yet because this was absolutely phenomenal. No, uh, it's not on my list. Um, What'd you say it was a true something? True something? I can't even remember the name of the True Romance. Yeah. This was this was Tombstone. Tombstone, I know, but True Romance. You said you hope was on mine. I hope it's, it's your number one. It's not. Um, mm-hmm. So, like I was saying, this was very silly, and I understand that. But in arguably the greatest cameo in the show's history, have you ever heard of the character? <clears throat> excuse me, of Detective Dobson. I'll answer the question for you, no, Sam. You have not. Yeah, he, he was on Psych, Greg. <laughs> he was in the series finale of Psych, the very last episode. And it has gone down in the pantheons of Psych history as arguably the greatest cameo in the eight seasons that that show ever had. Oh my God. And another cameo, or not even a cameo, he was, well, he was on one episode, Entourage, the Sherpa. Yep, and he was he also was he also great. did voice work in a Spider-Man video game. Like the guy's done a lot of things. I think Shattered Dimensions was the Dude, Spider-Man he, game. When, when they tried to revive Knight Rider, he was the voice of Kit. Like when yeah, for like eighteen episodes too. He like did a he yeah. did it for a while. Seventeen in a movie. There you go. See eighteen at eighteen appearances. But Do- uh, Detective Dobson, this guy was never talked about, never known. No one who knew who he was. But I, and I don't want to give away the final scene or scenes of the Psych finale, but. There's a huge life event that is happening for one of the characters and he is saying his hello slash goodbyes. And all of a sudden you just, he says goodbye to Val Kilmer who just pops up for the first time ever. You never hear about it again and you never knew it was coming. And it's just so wild, but yeah, he's, it's one of the greatest cameos in that show. And obviously I rave about psych, at least the TV shows, not the movies all the time on this show. That was an easy number one for me, but I understand it is a small cameo in a TV show and it's yeah, a little I, wacky. I, and like I, I could have just did true like true romance. He was Elvis Presley, but it's like he 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 was like the side character. Like he didn't focus on him, but like he, his career, like he worked with everyone, like from top to real genius. Like he's a Top Gun. Like he 
he had a great career. I really, I'm really looking forward to this documentary. Hopefully he pulls through medically and everything's all good. Zack Snyder is writing and producing Army of Thieves, a prequel to Army of the Dead. I, I like I, I said to, this to you all fair. I it definitely was not perfect, the movie that he did for Army of the Dead. I, I think that movie had so much potential. There was so much in there that I felt like he could have did with it rather than instead of going that way. He swerved and did this and kind of set this up because I, I feel like that were there's something to that world. But a, a prequel, maybe I guess to see how it started, right? To see how it's because when you is this starts, gonna, but is this going to be a zombie movie or is this going to be a heist movie that maybe the final shot is the is how the you know Las Vegas went to shit. I yeah, but a prequel to Army of the Dead, it, it has to be how it all started. Because once that movie starts, it's already set up. There's already like that their yep. kingdom, I guess. They're already established and that yeah. and the city's already quarantined off. But yeah. like, do we need to know it? Or is it far enough in the past that Army of Thieves tells me it's like a heist thing? It's it's they're thieves and there's an army but, of them. What yeah, do thieves it, do? It, they is steal. It, is it the same crew or is it going no, to there's only on? one there's only one returning character from what I've seen. Oh yeah, that's right. And, and the guy was funny. He was funny. I'll give him that. So like, is it going to be a comedic? Because then I could just go watch fucking Ocean's Eleven. Like, I, and <laughs> Great that's movie. Great and, movie. And even the remake is phenomenal. I I do believe that. I think George Clooney's great. But uh, anyway, like, I don't know if this is going to be a. Is it going to be both? Is it going to be a heist movie where they go to do a heist and then they get to Vegas to do it and it's overrun by zombies? I I don't know. Um. I hope I just hope we don't see a tiger again. But yeah, you're right. Army of the Dead was a little long, a little drawn out, wasn't perfect. It set a foundation, but that means that says to me that there's a foundation for a future. You don't have to go to the past. You know me in prequels. We don't always get along anyway. <laughs> yeah. Anything else you want to say about this before we move on to the nah. next Zack Snyder thing? Zack Snyder's next directed film, because again, writer and producer on Army of Thieves, his next directed film will be a sci-fi uh, flick coming to Netflix called Rebel Moon. Yeah, and I guess he tweak this this was he you know he pitched the star wars movie i guess they they passed on it so he went back in tweaked it and now it's become rebel moon i'm i'm with a name like rebel moon that's not surprising yeah so i'm i'm again i'm i'll always give zach at least a chance so i gotta see at least the trailer can i ask a question outside of the justice league why like what what has he done to deserve all the praise that he gets showered with because from my thirty thousand foot view maybe outside of 300 like, he's not God's gift of filmmaking. No, like, no what, you're, what has he done to deserve this reputation? Is it just that he did the Justice League and it was better than Whedon? Is it like what is it? I mean, I I guess that you 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 just get behind a guy and what he stands for and his vision. Um, again, his vision I, is in four three, not even sixty. I'm just kidding. It's no, no, like, you're I, not. Again, aspect ratio joke. I was it, you could be Dawn of Dead three hundred Watchmen. You have that. I mean, Watchmen's it, a very cult thing again Sucker the dead, punch. I'll, give, I'll give you that one that one's that was soccer punch again though very cultish like it's he's got no i, guess I he's got a he did, good... Gar, he did legends of the guardians the owls of gahul i <laughs> which mean is, which is like I, 30 on metacritic i yo i give him credit like the visuals an animated fun, movie on owls the visuals were good there 52 percent around tomatoes he listen he's got a, a ton of slow-mo he's very famous for that the snyder slow-mo but like let's say the Whedon cut never existed, and Snyder did his vision for the Justice League from beginning to end. Does he? Because he doesn't have that redemption story anymore, and the Snyder cut isn't even a thing; it's just always been there. 
Does he have the same reputation? Are we even talking about this? Or did the Snyder Cut rally and mo- and really it was a movement? Did that really drive a no disrespect a slightly above average filmmaker to become like the next giant thing when his movies don't really deserve it? Like- I, I, I mean, hey, so sometimes people have that fan base behind you, you know. Whether you know, again, I'm a Nintendo fan. I get it mediocrity yeah. i get it now in in all seriousness though like army of the dead had cool things i, I, think- I honestly I, I i truly think like dawn of the dead like everyone loved that movie it, w- it was great and that then, opening scene was amazing yeah, it was great so it's like he did that and then he followed it with 300 so it's like i feel like he just like no does 300 stand up does 300 stand yeah, up it does I, it does i i recently watched it and it still holds <sighs> man so on, I, honestly i he'll always have like a, a first shot with me Especially, I, I, ex- especially, no, no, listen, just what he's been through, what he had to take, what basically Warner Brothers did to him. I'll always give him like a benefit of the doubt or, or the fair shake or I, I got to see at least the first impressions. Just, he took that on the chin, took everything Warner Brothers thrown. Oh, uh, he handpicked Josh Whedon to do this, uh, all that bullshit. He took that shit, didn't say a word. So F Warner Brothers. I'm sticking with Zach. The thing is, at least these movies are Netflix. Army of the Dead, Netflix. Red uh, yeah, Rebel Moon, Netflix. Perfect. It's perfect for us. So you can give them a shot without any like additional funding. I don't have to go to the theater or anything like that. Because if I had to pay money to see Army of the Dead, forget yeah, about and, it. And Army of Thieves, he is not directing. No, we said that. He's writing and producing. Yeah. So like, I just want to put it out there that, yeah, we're covering a lot of Zach's career. A lot of that is obviously based on the Snyder cut and the movement there. But to me, you know, is he just getting showered with praise based on situational things that, uh, you know, does he deserve it? Cause again, I think you said it uh, best. Army of the dead has good ideas, but it's not a good I just film. don't think he don't deserve to go through the shit that he went through. But that, I mean, that, 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 but that's all again. That's all I'm going to say. Does that mean he's the greatest filmmaker? And I, at the I, end of the day, I, your I films... don't, I don't think anyone's saying he's the greatest filmmaker. I just think he has a, a, a very loyal fan base that has his back no matter what. Uh, the Rock, Ryan Reynolds, and Gail Godot all together on the same screen. They've announced that they'll be starting in Red Notice coming to Netflix November 12th. Yeah, and The Rock's been very vocal saying it was the most expensive movie I believe Netflix ever produced. It's $200 million. It's got a fucking great cast. $200 million budget. And it's uh, about, I guess, an FBI profile. Johnson, who's after two rival criminals, Gail Godot and Ryan Reynolds. Take my money. I, I I love all three actors in this. Day day one watch November twelfth. Again, Netflix, so like not an extra expense. It'll be there for me too, day one. I'm also interested in this Argyle movie from Henry Cavill. What do you know about that? I, again, it was just uh it was what Matthew Vaughn directed that? Yes. I, I, I think he again, like and you said it before. Um you were like you saw Henry Cavill and Guns, you'll support him anything. And I was like, <laughs> Yeah, you're 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 probably not wrong, but Again, the director, I, I think he at least deserves. He directed Layer Cake, Stardust, Kick Ass. The X-Men first one? First class. Yeah, the, the very first Good, because the first Kick Ass was good. The second one was terrible, but the first one was a good movie. Uh, yeah, so Argyle, if you're interested in a new Henry Cavill joint, check that out when it hits. I think it's theatrical. I'm not 100%. Yeah, so sure. I, I don't even think they started filming yet. 
Yeah, he just announced it today. Yeah, because it's not even on his wiki yet. The last thing he has, he he did direct the King's Man. Let's move into the TV space. What if, and this is a pretty big story, what if got a release date? That's the animated Marvel film where they twist it all around and do, basically they ask the question, what if this was happening? And what if this was real? And we got a trailer as well. It'll be coming August 11th to Disney+. Plus. What did you think of this, we'll call it, uh, unusual trailer? Yeah, it was it was it was a, it was a different trailer to see kind of thing you know see things a little bit differently. Um, animation looks it's cell shaded animation. I th- I didn't think that was going to hit for you. To be it, it, it it did it. I wouldn't say it blew me at it blew me out of the wood or nothing like that. I would prefer you know DC's animation. I I, I just think it looks better. Um, that's just me. But uh, again, I'm interested to see what these first ten episodes do for the first season. It will be part of Phase Four of the MCU. Which is wild. That's why I have to watch it. And I this was yeah. something I would normally skip as like a I'm, spinoff or a one off, but I, I kinda mean, have I, to now. Yeah, it's like I, I, I wanna hear what, what what if things are backwards? What if he's cap? What if you know I, I give me all that. You got Agent Carter is Captain Carter, you got T'Challa is Star Lord, you've got uh Killmonger saves Tony Stark, you you got zombie cap, you got lots of craziness in this trailer alone that i'm looking forward to shit yeah. you got Chaz Mc- chadwick boseman doing the voice of t'challa his last big project before his unfortunate and untimely passing it, it, i i think it could it could it could have been his last it, it is so like how crazy is that that we're going to be able to, to live that so of course i'm going to check it out yeah. but like you know this didn't do much for me either i do think zombie cap looks badass but we've seen that in stills yeah. already i mean i think i'll like this a, a little bit more than i'll like i'm liking bad batch you know, I think I'll like it a little bit better. I took a shit and I liked it better than Bad Batch. Oh, Jesus. I mean, we're, we're, hey, so just, you know, we're already, they're already working on the second season. That already has a 10 episode season that they're working on. So it's like, you, you feel free to jump in to get more stories. Like, it's on Disney Plus. We're going to watch it. It's it's yeah. part of phase four. We, we have to. Well, Loki's finally hitting its stride for me. So I'm, at least I'm going to be there. Yep. It's exciting. It's a month away. I mean, August 11th, you're going to get what? Loki next week. So you got. Three weeks in July. You got about four or five weeks between Marvel shows here, which is fine. That's fine. And I think, honestly, I think What If will probably be the lowest in terms of viewers because just animation doesn't hit for everybody. It's not a live action. I, would, I will second you and say Bad Batch will be the lowest. I, I mean specifically of the four MCUs that are oh, available. Okay. WandaVision, okay. WandaVision uh, Cap, Loki, and this. I, I'll probably still – is WandaVision still the least – what do you mean? WandaVision right now has the most viewers. I believe it had the most. The premiere of Loki. Well, it has, the, the, has the most episodes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm talking about the, the lowest amount of viewers. Okay. Like, I think What If will probably be the lowest amount of viewership of those four things because it's an animated show. It's very niche. Maybe a lot of people don't know it's a part of Phase 4 officially. So, like, I don't think it'll get the same eyes as Loki. I don't know. I, I think it's going to pop. I mean,. It's going to get people talking because they're going to say, well, what if <laughs> I mean, like yeah. the storylines are going to be wild again, though, the trailer it was fine. I mean, we got some craziness. I am excited to see T'Challa as Star Lord. That's going to be cool. Michael Rooker, you know, his characters in it. What is it? One do can't remember, but that's badass. He was fucking shit up. So, uh-huh. you know, look forward to it. I'll give it a shot. I'll watch it every week because it's part of MCU phase and I got I got to keep up with the Joneses on that. But again, now you're going multiple timelines and fucking hypotheticals on me can we just tell a story god and we got a prequel coming out in two days uh no, no one day my god 
I'm not ready for all this. Uh, and then uh, anything else you want to talk about? What if before we move on? No. The Last of Us. We now know the episode count for the HBO series. The Last of Us on HBO will consist of 10 episodes in its first season. That's perfect. Yeah, I, I, I think if all shows want to start doing that, we don't need 22 episode seasons. Jesus, that's this madness. 10 we episodes. Also don't need, we also don't need six or eight. I'm very happy with 10. Yeah, I mean, like, you know, I feel like, you know, knowing that Loki's over next week, it feels like it just started and it's already over, but, you know, it is what it is. Yeah, that's why I'm good with 10. I mean, like, you think yeah. about the game, the original Last of Us game, 15 hours. Yeah. So, and that was, you know, with gameplay. If you did cutscenes alone, you're talking. No, you're, you're absolutely right. We, we six, I mean, five. we may know a certain character may only be an episode or two, but other than that, you know, they got a lot of story to tell and the creative liberties they're going to take. Like, you know, in the game, when the big thing happens in the beginning to Joel's life, they fast forward like 20 years or 13 years, something like that. What happened then again, maybe not something I need to know. Maybe I like to leave it to my own devices in my imagination, but I imagine we're going to see that they're not just going to go, Hey, here's Pedro Pascal in 1998. And here's him in 2013. Like, I would imagine they're not going to do a time jump. We might see a couple things to get him to Boston because we don't know how he even got to Boston from Texas. So we'll see if that even happens, but 10 episodes fine with me. I'm good there. Uh, This is these last two stories are for me. I'm just going to go through them real quick. I talked about them both on my solo episode. I did a month or two ago, uh, which was 10 shows you have to watch and 10 games you have to play. Atypical is one of my favorite Netflix originals. It's my favorite Netflix original. That's not like, Ozark and Stranger Things, like the little smaller side comedies type deal. Atypical is my favorite. Its fourth and final season is out right now. I had no idea. It just dropped the trailer on Wednesday and said, by the way, it's out Friday. It's like, holy shit, it's the final season. Like, let's get a little bit more fanfare here. So I know my Friday night is going to be binging the entire season, uh, the final season of Atypical. I've been looking forward to this for two years. I'm so excited. So, so, so excited. So Atypical's final season. If you haven't watched it yet, a kid with autism uh, going through high school and college and what that's like. It's fucking hilarious. Uh, Michael Rosenbaum is in it. Uh, the woman from ooh, um, Weeds, like the crazy sister, Nancy's crazy sister is in it. Um, Kier something or other plays he plays the main character. He was in a bunch of shit. So yeah, it's it's a really good show. And then Search Party on HBO Max is getting a fifth season. The fourth season left us. We didn't know if there was a fifth, but it has now been officially uh, 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 renewed for a fifth season. And Jeff Goldblum, that's right, Jeff Jeff uh, uh, Jeff Goldblum is joining the cast to that show. So two shows I love so so much are coming out and are being renewed. So that's good. But we have a story in music now. Did you get this as well, Sam? I did, but I did not have a a second to listen to it. Cool. So we both have it. So our good friend Sergio Anello, bass player for the early November, uh, we've had him on the show four times now, I think. Maybe five, actually. Four or five times. He leads – he's the leader in the clubhouse for appearances on We Podcasting. (laughs) Um, He he holds that in high regard. Yeah, and he is – his original interview with us at a Starbucks in New Jersey is still the highest rated – and uh, most downloaded episode in the show's history. So he still, he still holds the record, but his new EP is in our hands. He sent it to us today. So uh, I asked him, I said, Hey, would you mind if we kind of teased it? Would you mind if we kind of, you know, talked a little bit about the release window? He said, go for it. Would be happy for you guys to do that. So 
We do know that uh, I did listen to it. He gave it to us all in one amazing MP3. So yeah. I don't have to like, go through it. It's really sick that I can just kind of play it and let it go. So while I was driving to the doctors and while I was driving to pick up my daughter, I had it on. And uh, if you like Sergio Nello, you're going to like this EP. So check that out. Uh, Sergio Nello's new EP. It's going to come, he said, August or September. And hopefully, yeah. you know. I got can- I got the title and I, I love his name. Did did you, you have to get the title? You, you tell us. <laughs> a hodgepodge of modern furniture and antiques. A hodgepodge of modern furniture and antiques is, I believe, the slogan for the antique store below the lumberyard. I wouldn't be shocked if that's where he got that from. Oh, that would be hilarious. That's just hope- my that's just my educated guess based on where he records at the lumberyard and what we we've been to the lumberyard about the yeah I don't remember the place below it. Yeah, that's how we had to get to it, dude. We had to walk through an antique store and go up steps. Oh, I, no, but I don't remember the antique store name. If that's what, if that's oh, no. the name of it, I think it's the slogan for it. Uh, oh, okay. Or, or, or just like an inside joke of how maybe Surge and Ace refer to the antique store yeah. as a hodgepodge. Yeah. I can't wait. To, I'm, I'm going to binge the shit out of this probably tomorrow morning. Yeah, it's super good. So, um, highly recommend it. We love Teller Be Told as as when he did everything. No, or everyone knows and kind of. Took over the mantra as his actual name of Sergio Nello. His follow-up, obviously, we reviewed that and we had him on the show. His Christmas single, we had him on the show. So you can probably pick up a trend of when this comes out, we're probably going to talk to him about it. Always support our boy. On this show, he's our dude, uh, Sergio Nello. So excited for it. I think it's so worth a listen. I can't wait for it to be in your hands as well to our loyal listeners. But that's it for the stories this, uh, this evening. Sam, let's end the show. With your primetime PSA spotlight. Spotlight this week. First time. Yu-Gi-Oh card. Usually it's the Pokemon card. Yu-Gi-Oh. If you never heard of Yu-Gi-Oh. Came out years ago. Was based off the manga in the 90s. We got the TV show. I believe the first one was probably like 2000 it aired. Because I was still I think like 6th grade I think. So that's where I saw the first episode of the show. You see this blue eyes white dragon. You see Exodia. And next thing I know. I think the next day. I wind up going out, getting buying five Yu-Gi-Oh packs. Thanks, Mom. And I remember my third pack, I opened a Blue-Eyes White Dragon first edition. I'll never forget it. Never. But today we have, from the original, the same booster pack of that Blue-Eyes White Dragon, Legend of Blue-Eyes First Edition Flame Swordsman. This came out in 2002. Legend of Blue-Eyes First Edition graded at a mint, near mint to mint 8 PSA. Front and back, it's the English edition. Like sometimes if you flip the back, the Yu-Gi-Oh, it'll be in kind of either the Korean or Chinese, Japanese, what, you know, what have you. Um, this was always one of my favorites from the show. This was, you know, um, in the show, Duelist, they, you know, they basically, they bat- they, they battled each other. They, they battled monsters. There was magic cards, trap cards that you collected. This one, you kind of fused two monsters together, Flame Manipulator and Mosque, the legendary swordsman. Uh, this was Joey Wheeler's card. This was kind of one of his, the flame swordsman. He kind of always saw out there with that New York accent. Um, there's actually a total, there's only 205 total graded first edition flame swordsmen. For some reason, I thought there would be more because he's just a, a popular card or, and character. Just if you watch the anime growing up, there's actually one, two, two, threes, six, fours, eight, fives, 15, sixes, 10, sevens. 39 8s, 74 9s, and 48 graded 10s from PSAs. Again, PSAs, I'm, I'm CGC, we still don't have a sent just yet. Um, and Yu Gi Oh, you got nine cards in the pack. Yu Gi Oh, pull rates, they were known to be 
difficult as hell. You, I, I think out of a whole box, you only got, I think, like four supers and two ultra rares out of a 24-pack box. Like So like the, the pull rates were tough back in the day. So anytime you ever get a hollow, you know it was a good grade. Mm-hmm. Um, the one thing I always say, PSA, again, they graded an eight. I'm looking at the card. You know, I see like the top has a little, you know, like a little whitening on the top edge of the corner. CGC gives them subgrades. I really think PSA should look into that because I know I'm not the only one. That I could have would... sworn I saw a PSA card recently with the subgrades on it, though. I yeah, could have sworn. That might be the that might be Beckett. You probably saw Beckett. Oh, I did see Beckett. You're right. Yeah. Thank you. It was Beckett because the Beckett does whole numbers like 85, not 8.5. Yeah, yes, yeah, yeah, like yeah. same thing. It's CGC does the same thing. Yeah. So it's like that's the one thing I I think Beckett and CGC do way better. Like PSA, like I I, I can't be the only one. You want to know why your card got dinged? So I, again, I, I I don't really feel like the case feels as sturdy as like a CGC. I don't think the label pops as good. It, it could be my love for a comic, so I could be a little bit biased there. But that was my spotlight. The Flame Swordsman from the first edition, Legend of Blue Eyes. This would have been a 45-minute episode if we didn't talk about Breaking Bad for 15 minutes and the OLED for like a half hour. So I apologize, but I'm happy because this was trending like two hours. I was like, oh, shit, we're still talking about it. And we got through it in an hour and a half. So appreciate everybody hanging in there. This was a big one because the, the OLED switch, love it or hate it, it's a big deal. So I'm glad we could finally talk about it. I got a lot of stress I've been building up for 48 hours off my chest with that machine. <laughs> Next week's going to be big because we're going to have our spoiler-free impressions of Black Widow. So be on the lookout for that. I know I'm excited and cannot wait. And probably spoiler-free Loki, huh? Oh my, no, spoiler Loki. Shit, you're absolutely right. Okay. That's very Marvel heavy next week because Loki's premiere will be done. I'm sorry, Loki's season will be done. Episode six on Wednesday. That's the new Wednesday drop. It's confusing me. Uh, but yeah, we always do our premiere halfway through and ender and the enders with spoilers. So we're going to talk spoilers with Loki, spoiler free with Black Widow. I hope no other big news drops. <laughs> Yeah, it could be it could be a long one depending how how deep we want to dive. Yeah, that's gonna be crazy. So be on the lookout for that. Two forty five is gonna be huge. Thank you for coming along with the ride for us. Let us know. Are you gonna pick up the OLED model? DM us on Twitter. DM us on IG at We Podcast and We Know Things. Follow us on Facebook. Please check us out there. Interact with us. We always answer everything, and we cannot appreciate uh, how often so many of our listeners do that. By the way, so cool. Every week, it's like I can almost expect them now. And when they don't, when we when they don't give them, it's like oh. Sometimes it keeps us going, brother. I, believe me, it does. But thank you, everybody, for checking it out, hanging out with us here for the last ninety minutes. We'll see you next week for episode two forty-five. Two monsters. <laughs>